Episode 54. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hamlety. Last week's episode continued our discussion of the scene between Polonius and Hamlet, with the latter giving provocative and seemingly mad responses to the old man's questions. Hamlet's references have been peculiar, but there is a thread running through them. There's just enough for us to know that he's not crazy and that he's playing games with Polonius. The most recent volley was the strange comment about time going forward or backward like a crab, with which we ended last time. Polonius is bemused, but sees that there's a thread of something going through Hamlet's replies. He turns away and says another line that has become so famous as to be a standard turn of phrase. He says, Though this be madness, yet there is method in it. Whatever it is, He knows there's method in Hamlet's madness, or thinks there might be. I think it could just be his reaction as he laments that the young man is losing his mind, rather than his having any inkling that Hamlet is performing an act. Stay with us for a stroke of genius from Shakespeare as he explores Hamlet's crisis of having to act in just about every possible meaning of that word as this splendid scene continues. Polonius tries yet another approach as he turns back to Hamlet. Technically, we've been told that Hamlet likes to pace in the lobby, and so we can assume that this is where this scene is set. There's a bit of a blurred line now in terms of the location, as Polonius asks Hamlet if he should perhaps go inside, not least since conventional wisdom was that being outdoors was bad for sick people. Of course, the play would have been happening on an open-air stage, and indeed, who knows, maybe Shakespeare's conception of Elsinore's lobby was open to the elements. Regardless, Polonius asks, Will you walk out of the air, my lord? Hamlet's answer is again peculiar. He says, Into my grave. This is a rather grim turn. Polonius is suggesting things that'll make Hamlet feel better, and he immediately goes for the worst possible. The Arden Shakespeare edition makes a very interesting suggestion that this is a little nod here to a play by Ben Jonson called Every Man in His Humour, in which it's repeatedly said that the air will do people harm. It is known that Shakespeare performed in this play, and so perhaps there's a little intertextual reference for the audience that saw that play when Polonius suggests that Hamlet walk out of the air, he compounds the reference, suggesting it could lead him to his grave. Given that Elizabethan audiences were known to be able to quote whole passages of the plays that they had heard, and that key moments like the Wailing Ghost in the previous version of Hamlet could work their way into the public imagination, I'm not against this idea. It does compound rather nicely this notion of Hamlet as an actor, something that will prove very useful soon enough. Whether or not the audience remembered the other play, Every Man in His Humour, or got the reference, Polonius is more flummoxed than ever. He has another tepid response for Hamlet, and then turns away for yet another startled aside. He says, Indeed, that is out of the air. How pregnant sometimes his replies are. A happiness that often madness hits on, 
which reason and sanity could not so prosperously be delivered of. I will leave him, and suddenly contrive the means of meeting between him and my daughter. Now this is Shakespeare really showing off his literary abilities. It isn't just Hamlet that is harping on Ophelia. Earlier on in this scene, we've heard Hamlet talking about breeding and conception, admittedly woven together with images of maggots and dead flesh. But now, Polonius completes the thread of this idea with images of pregnancy and a sentence that ends with delivery, and a speech that ends with him contriving a meeting between the two erstwhile lovers. It's extraordinary. We go from breeding, conception, pregnancy, delivery. The variety of ways in which Shakespeare delivers information to us continues to astound. Polonius makes the excellent point here that there can be happy accidents when people are mad, and they make references or points that no reasonable or sane person would or could make. Madness on stage in Shakespeare can often achieve this, whether the character is feigning madness and uses it as a license, like Hamlet does here, or like Ophelia, when she really does lose her mind and makes her extraordinary appearance towards the end of the play. There are also comparable examples in King Lear that you can explore in your own time. Having determined that Hamlet is mad, albeit with flashes of method here and there, Polonius decides that he'd better leave and cook up a means of having Hamlet and Ophelia meet. I will leave him and suddenly contrive the means of meeting between him and my daughter. Not wishing to trouble or provoke Hamlet any further, he says a rather formal goodbye. My honourable lord, I will most humbly take my leave of you. No such luck. Hamlet has a comical response that ends on yet another bleak note. You cannot, sir, take from me anything that I will more willingly part with all except my life. Except my life. Except my life. In other words, the only thing that Hamlet would rather have Polonius take, other than his leave, is his life. Now this talk of graves and life-taking is somewhat gloomy, but I'm not really tempted to think that Hamlet is suicidal here. It feels like it's for Polonius's benefit more than crippling despair just yet. It's not so bad that the old man feels any need to stay, after all. He offers another goodbye and makes to leave, saying, Fare you well, my lord. Hamlet's response is, yet again, pointed. These tedious old fools... There's a good few options for how this could be delivered. Hamlet could perhaps read it from his book, as he did maybe earlier. He could use it as a general comment to the audience about Polonius and all old men like him. Or he could even, as a bit of a stretch, use it to point out the arrival of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who are definitely fools and they're definitely arriving. They've come to chat with Hamlet, as instructed by the king and queen. As Polonius exits, he sort of passes the baton, as if to wish them well in their interaction with the mad young man. You go to seek the Lord Hamlet. There he is. Ever obsequious, there is a polite response from these two young men, this one from Rosencrantz. God save you, sir. Polonius exits, and Hamlet is left on stage with his two old friends, or so they announce themselves. But for their conversation and the way that Hamlet treats them, be sure to tune in next time. As of this week, you can also listen to the show via Google Podcasts. If you like, there's a link available on the website, and I've also shared it on Twitter, where the handle is at Hamlet Podcast. Be sure to follow if you don't already, 
There are a lot of amazing Shakespeare fans on Twitter, and I share a good few fun things every week. As ever, thank you very much for listening, and I'll have a new episode for you this time next week.